I was just telling Tim, uh, who, by the way, uh, look forward to Blue Jay banter. Uh, I said they're recording. They'll record after the game as well tomorrow night when Creighton and UConn play. Game right here on the uh, zone. So they did the bracket reveal on Saturday. I would like them. Ooh, hello. Uh, I would like them to do the bracket reveal on Sunday night because it kind of got lost. Yeah. They did it um, before noon on Saturday. Then you had a full slate of games. You had good uh, card yesterday. And it's the talking points are like out the window. Right, because is anybody thinking like, oh, yeah, Purdue is the overall do, number one seed? Do it do it after the late afternoon game on CBS. And then go a step further. Give me the 16. But you really want to add the juicy mm-hmm. part. Last four in, first four out. Give me that. And then now I got four weeks to discuss, ooh, this is what the committee thinks yep. of us. Now, it would take they'd have to do the whole 68, right. and I would hate for them to do that a month <laughs> out from the bracket. But <laughs> Heaven forbid. But that would be that would be good to enhance the bracket reveal, which I like the idea. I would just like them to put a little juice behind it and change when they do it. Because well, we'd be sitting here talking about, man, has Purdue lost their grip on the number one overall seed? Is UConn yeah. moving closer to that number one overall seed, or is it Houston? Right. And the other part about it is, if unless you have like a rooting interest that is – you know, solidly in the tournament, you'll you'll look at the the varying bracketologies and kind of see like where your team is that week. But I think for just casual sports fans too, isn't like the last four in the the first four out like all of that that yes. part of the conversation yes. is so much more intriguing. So all of a sudden, you actually get an inside look of what they're thinking as opposed mm-hmm. to you know what this bracketologist has compared to this one. And as you get to this year, and if you're looking at different ones, a lot of them are similar with the teams, but. All of a sudden, you get it on the best authority right there. Well, this is how they see it right now, and then that creates a lot of that conversation and a little bit more substance to it as well. And yeah, that would be that would be high drama. I think that it would actually be a lot of fun with that reveal. Is there anybody in the men's college basketball tournament that can uh, rival Caitlin Clark? Mm-hmm. Zach Eady? No. Yeah, as far well, are we talking about popularity or just taking over a game? Okay, so must watch. So there's four number one seeds. Okay, must watch. Yeah. So so Tim's four number seeds are like everybody else: Purdue, Arizona, Houston, UConn. Outside of Zach Eady, can you give me two other well-known players off the top four seeds? Tristan Newton, L.J. Cryer. Uh, So the answer is no. No, you're you're not alone. Um, (laughs) So this weekend. We had to remind ourselves, why do we care what Jay Williams says about women's college basketball? Also, congratulations. If you didn't know this already, Caitlin Clark has arrived because she's getting torn down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We always we, all, we want to reach that level where people are trying to tear us down. Even Antonio Brown has something to say. Uh, but everybody's trying to tear down Caitlin Clark right now. So, hey, congratulations. The uh, the young basketball player in Iowa who welcomes me to high V by saying <laughs> that I can get a deal on Chinese food. You're a hell of a basketball player. Delicious. So, Jay Williams this weekend... It doesn't doesn't want to say that she is elite. Yeah. When did we start caring about Jay Williams' opinion? ESPN Radio certainly didn't. They mm-hmm. fired him. Okay. He he's from the old head crew that they want so much coverage for their sport, but yet yeah. a person brings coverage and they tear them down. This is Mister. I got on our motorcycle hey, and wrecked my career. She's she's elite. Okay. Does she need a title? She didn't go to UConn or South Carolina to chase a title. Right. She stayed home and went to Iowa. She's elite. Don't overthink this. If Don Staley says that she's one of the greatest, that's all I need to know because Don Staley yeah, is one of the greatest know. as a player and as a coach. But it it's it's another part of the Caitlin Clark experience that 
We can't have a normal conversation about her. It's wild. And you, I don't you, cannot, get that. you can't have a normal conversation about somebody who has brought so much attention to the women's game that has done what she has done. Okay? Just I I he said it, it got a lot of run, and I'm like, when did when did anybody stop and go, man, I wonder what Jay Williams thinks about this. I wonder what Jay Williams <laughs> thinks about women's basketball. Because I'm guessing that he's not pulling up a chair at noon Eastern time right. today to watch UConn and Creighton play yeah. in Hartford. And and going, well, there's Paige Beckers and I guess nobody else on the floor. Yeah, get get out of here. Yeah. But good, good, Caitlin. We, you've arrived because people are tearing you down. Oh, yeah. You've, you've got people that are being like overly critical about your game, too. When it's described as the most prolific scorer that the sport has maybe seen uh, on the women's side of it. I, I think he used like the word pizzazz and stuff. Did everything he could to sort of build up her profile then to say, but I can't say yeah. it's great. It's like, so if you are the most prolific scorer in any sport and, and anything that you do, you're not considered great at what you do. Boy, that's, Don Staley, that's tough. Don, what Don Staley says carries a lot more weight. Um, I have an idea here. So I'm going to make some people some money telling you guys. Minnesota's 22-3 and three against the spread. I can only help you so much. Thank I got you. an idea for Creighton basketball players in the NIL world. So you have the men's big three. You have the women's big three at Creighton. How soon would they sell out Sokol Arena after the year is over if they do a skills competition, the big three from Team Flannery oh. against the big three from Team Mac? A skills competition, not one-on-one or play three-on-three, but a skills competition between the big three on the Creighton women's team and the big three on the Creighton's men's team. How soon would they sell out Sokol Arena to make some money for those six? I think that would be uh, be a very fast sell. And let me ask you this, too. Could you get maybe a tiebreaker of some type of coaching skill uh, matching wits between Mac and Flynn? Nope. Leave them out of it. Okay. Leave them out of it. Come on. Come on. All right, the people, the, the power brokers do what you will. <laughs> Negotiate with their respective agents. I bet you'd get more competitive than you got on the NBA All-Star Weekend. Yes, you would. Yeah. You yes, know what? You would. I, you, I, I bet this. Somebody do this as an as a, as a experiment today or just observing. Go to Lifetime Fitness or wherever you go to work out. And if you are still going to work out on President's Day, the 19th of February, yeah. and it was your New Year's resolution. resolution there are no go, cheat days. Hey, good on you. Because uh, there's a couple of new faces that are in my gym, and I'm mm-hmm. like, that's awesome. Okay, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. But go like to Lifetime Fitness. Do you think that you would see a more competitive noon rec game of five-on-five five than you saw last night? Yes. All right. Record yes. it. Get back to me. Call me tomorrow. You would. You will. You will. Absolutely you will. And you, and you would see a really, really competitive experience. Uh, let's do it uh, late April. At Sokol. I like it. The big three against the big three. Team Flan against Team Mac. Okay. I, I bet it would sell out Sokol if you knew that it was going to those three. Now, if you said, hey, you know what? If you add a little juice, maybe some people would stay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. All right, 32 past the hour. We'll uh, take a quick break. We'll get back. Uh, Andrew, I would like to talk about Mr. Uh, Patino and his uh, meltdown yesterday. Terrible, terrible uh, look. Uh, after St. John's lost to Seton Hall, and Rick Pitino uh, blamed everybody except himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, 8.33, coming up top of the outer, Jacob Bigelow in an hour, Amy just stops by on 16.20 The Zone.